0: y'all welcome back i am thrilled right now some might call excited others enthusiastic regardless i'm stoked we have eric and vance uh they're both here tonight truly the chocolate and caramel of this show that'll make sense later nothing like foreshadowing right off the top right all right so we are lucky enough to have steven allen uh back with us uh steve thank you for joining us because i mean you you instantly raise the level of class uh of this show simply simply by lending your name to it so uh yeah, man, life's been life's been weird. So, like, we had you on like eight months ago. I want to say like April. So, man, how's how's life been uh, oh, since yeah. since you've been on? That's
1: crazy, man. Yeah, eight months ago. I can't believe it's been that long. Yeah, so uh, eight. Yeah. It was April, dude. It was April when we talked. I mean, that was like at the very beginning of this pandemic. Wasn't COVID had like
0: more or less just started, ish. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: crazy.
0: Yeah. Um, and we were like joking, it might last like two months. Like, oh man, this will be a weird couple of months, right, guys? <laughs>
1: We're yeah. smart. We are yeah. smart people. <laughs> yeah, I mean so I mean life life's gone on here. I don't know. I I mean it's been COVID, so you just kind of uh go through the motions and you know, I'm a pastor here, so we we've been uh dealing with making a playbook and then changing the place constantly. So lots of audibles and uh it's been good. You know, we've we've been we've kept our congregation safe and uh we haven't had any deaths on the congregation. We're proud of that. We haven't had any transmission on our campus. We're really, really hey. proud of that. So we've uh, we've taken it seriously, but we've had good involvement, and anyway, it's just been good. And um, yeah, so that's
0: here I am in Georgia. Dude, it sounds like you and the other adults are being adults. So good for you. Yeah. And how are you doing with your kids? Because my it's so like when we walk by, literally tonight we were taking a family walk, and there's a park, and we usually stop, but tonight there was like thirty kids, and we're like, I don't know about that. How are you guys doing that?
1: So our kids. So we have. I have three kids. Uh, my oldest, uh, my daughter, Elle Mac, is in first grade. So uh, our our school started back. They wear masks, and so uh, you know, I can't. Ima- I don't know how this work. But it's work. You know, they've gone there and really haven't had major transmissions in our school system, our city school system. Uh, my son is uh, four years old he just started preschool and that's at our church here he's in the preschool and uh, the teachers wear masks the kids don't because they're preschoolers and they just don't really do that very well it would, be, uh, if they did, it would mean me. yeah and then we have our baby who just is all over the place and she's walking and talking and yelling and doing all that stuff. She's, she's uh, like 16 months old. So anyway, um, but you know they're doing good. I'll tell you, we have a pool and the pool is money when your kids are quarantined at home during the summer because they are all, they swim like fish. So anyway, that's kept, that's kept them busy. And that's, we were talking before it came on about like colds, like, the last two weeks got cold here in Georgia, and so the kids just don't go out as much. We're not as conditioned as Joe's kids are in, you know, wherever in the Colorado you are now. Yep. So um, anyway, uh, so they, like, lost their minds the last two weeks. Then they're finally settling back in. But Leanne's awesome, and so we're doing good.
2: Uh, Shout wait, out. Uh, Steve, behind you, is that Gettysburg? Uh, on the wall back here? Yep.
1: Oh, that's the Alamo.
2: That's, that's- Alamo.
1: That hangs. That same print hangs at the uh, at the Texas State
0: Capitol. Yeah. Hell yeah, sir. Yeah. yeah. Well, that there goes. There's our streak right off. Last episode we did with Steve, we tried not to cuss, but I mean hell ain't bad. Hell's
2: you know, not. Okay. It's hell's it's in the good. Bible. You're fine. Yeah, yeah, I think
0: we're good. All right, <laughs> we will.
2: Oh wait, are we going with things in the
1: Bible? Because I don't know if we should go down that road. <laughs> oh, yes, we're just getting started here. <laughs>
2: I'm about to murder some kids for calling me bald with some bears. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, going off the rails early. Yeah. So yeah, um, again, Steve, I promise we're gonna try it, not to cuss, but you know, you could tell it ain't gonna it ain't gonna happen. So <laughs> st- since we're already here, um let's just let's just get deep. Like right off the bat, let's just jump right in. Steve, how overrated is Thanksgiving? There you go. How overrated is Thanksgiving?
1: Yeah. You know, I'll tell you, here's the thing. I think what's overrated in Thanksgiving is like all of the bells and whistles that come with it. And like this one, so we were supposed to have a big family gathering. I always have big family gatherings, but we did. I think what was the you know you, you know you do you? But we did the smart thing. We narrowed it down, so it was just us and the aunt's uh, uh, dad and and uh, stepmom. And so anyway, so it was like super low key, super chill. You know, we ate, we we played outside the whole time with the kids. It was to me that was a good time. It was just it was like a nice little weekend kind of thing, you know. But other than that, you know, I, I don't. I don't know if I'd call it that overrated. I mean, it's a good concept.
3: Joe <laughs> just doesn't know how to do Thanksgiving. I think is what we're learning. I'll so give you the time wait, with Joe, family yeah, tell and me, friends Tell me
0: why it. it is. Time because, with family and friends is nice, but nothing about the actual traditions of Thanksgiving are fun. You know, how often? Watching football? No, okay. Not fun. Watching football, but that's also every Monday night throughout every rest of you know what I mean? No, like, no, I, no. I don't get to do that Thanksgiving I, thing.
2: I get an extra day off usually during the week. To sit and drink and watch football,
0: how could that be overrated in any way? Well, because well, you could
3: be un-American like Joe, that's totally possible, right? That's
0: what it is. Deep cut football's going the way of baseball; it's starting to be awful. But that's a whole separate episode that we don't have to go down. I'm losing. That the- would the- get the- tense. I'm losing- Oh no! I'm oh, no. Fade-, fade me on football, and I can't believe I'm saying it. But no, it's like- because
2: you're outside of Texas, sir. <laughs> in those, li- it's- you're in those liberal states.
0: No, I tell you, it is weird because even because uh, in Colorado, like you know, at least in Denver. It's Broncos country. Like every Sunday, like everybody wears orange. It's really cool, honestly. But Saturday is not college football Saturday around here. Like the, when we first moved here, how many years ago? Like Saturdays with coworkers, are like yeah, you want to go like hiking? You want to go like out to like to like to the river? And I'm like, well, Baylor kicks off at one. Uh-huh. No Probably not. Like it's just weird. It's just a different. You know, it's like, it's a culture shift. But yeah. So, anyways, is it even in your top three? Thanksgiving is it in your top three holidays? No. I don't think so. Not at all. Is it top five? It's in my
2: top wait, three. Wait,
3: wait, wait. What is No, let's. Pause. It's in my
2: top three. It's in my what top three. What
3: are your top three holidays then?
0: Yeah. Fourth of July. Okay. Easter, yeah. Easter, Christmas. And Halloween is also better than Thanksgiving. Halloween. Is you good. get to have way more fun. Halloween is better
3: than Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, when well, you so. did college, Joe. So. You don't yeah. need to have fun anymore, bro. Oh, I have a blast
0: now. I have probably. He has kids.
3: That's the uh, thing. He gets to I would do I, I, whatever all once. Because he has kids, he just eats all their candy, mm-hmm. acts a fool, and then he's like, "Oh look, I'm celebrating Halloween. I'm doing it for the kids. That's not for them
0: uh, at all. It's like it's like ten percent for them. It's, it's a little bit. It's a little bit for them. I bought them a costume, and then I did eat all their candy. You What's know? your three, Joe? Uh, I mean, it, it's definitely Christmas, Halloween, Fourth of July is also better than Thanksgiving. Easter is. Probably on par with Thanksgiving, I guess. I, I guess that my my top five. It might be fifth. It might be fifth. What What, what would yours be? Is it really in your top three? Christmas, Fourth of July,
1: Thanksgiving.
3: Yeah, hundred oh, percent. Wow.
1: That's easy.
2: That's and American.
3: Thanksgiving and Fourth of July can flip depending on how hot it is.
1: Oh, but see, that's what makes Fourth of July so great. Is it's
3: hot and music. if it's one hundred ten degrees, I'm I'm going to die if I'm outside <laughs> for that long. So that's fair. Yeah,
0: yeah, but I, could, yeah. I just believe it
3: falls on a weekend, so you don't get any day off for that.
0: Mm, fair.
2: Yeah. They need New to, to give people a day off
3: after 4th of July.
2: Like, let's be honest with America. Yeah, we like, all. We all need it off.
1: Yeah. Can I say? So you said New Year's. New Year's is in the bottom of my list. New Year's is the stupidest holiday.
0: Is it? See, and I might yeah. be romanticizing it because it, it was fun back in the day, but you're right. Oh, it, it's I, so fun. I don't know when the last time I saw the ball drop. Like, see, when the yeah, last time I made up till like just I'm, to watch.
1: I'm it. in bed by ten. You know, I yeah. do the countdown on Netflix with my kids, and then I'm I'm, I'm done. What I'm <laughs> yeah. my bedtime
0: right now? So.
3: How much he so starts the year lying to his children, and then he goes.
0: <laughs> 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 he swear to God, I was literally about to say how much of parenting is lying to your kids, and I have to genuinely whisper because I got a new house and I don't have a door. But like, my kid Raiden just lost his tooth, and like, we're also talking Christmas, and then you're like, we're just steady just lying like that's that's basically what parenting is is like be good and you get things and it's magic come on like it's it's a lot a lot of it at least it,
3: reality's harsh i think easing them into the realities of the world is probably a responsible thing to do as a
1: parent you're telling stories and you're letting them experience stories that's no, the wrong with telling stories and being part of storytelling and it allows your imagination to grow
0: so i'm saying if that's your kid important. looks you steve at what age when any one of your children looks you dead in the eye and goes is santa real at what age do you answer that?
3: I don't answer it. I say go talk to your mom. <laughs> it's a pro move. It was a pro parent move. Skills,
1: sir. Leanne, Leanne believed in Santa until like because she's the youngest of three and her two older brothers, like, protected her forever on that. Like, and she jokes, it was like an embarrassing long time that she still thought
0: she was, really it was like driving. She's she <laughs> <laughs> like, <"Sana> there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh! both malls say they have Santa. Yeah. How's it happening?
2: She has like a chart graph up, yeah. she's like, doing all the <laughs> things. <laughs> it's Charlie Kelly from yeah,
0: yeah. Sunny. Yeah. Oh, that's great! Oh, man. Um, well, okay, so Steve, look, man, you, you've been on uh this before with vance and i like you know we're not going to stay on topic it's going to be a bunch of lefts and turns and changes and so just kind of whatever happens happens but recently i've been semi-obsessed or free time thinking about the the concept of religious conundrums purposefully things like you know questions like can god create something so heavy that even god couldn't lift it you know what i mean questions like that that are fun to play around with but in my opinion they're just like a loop y'all you, you, you know what I mean, right? Like the, this, this style of, of, the, okay, cool. Cause like even stuff like, well, evil exists. So God either can't, it, either God isn't strong enough to stop evil or God chooses not to stop you. You know, th- those types of in my mind, perp like pointless diversions i guess but i, I might be overcalculating because i, I want to get all of your opinions on what this is so that that's where I, that's where i want to start that's kind of advanced because i know we haven't told you the topic until right now yeah. even though i texted you the topic weeks ago that's fine that's first fine. time I, the cu- I like it i like I it. Love it so why do we ask these questions you know what i mean as a species as 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 just people as just wanting to know like what do we want out of these questions are they just fun is there a real point two these questions in, in any of your, in you know, any any of your minds, wh- why do we have so many of these style thoughts?
2: I mean, mine can be quick. I have the luxury of never having to worry about this ever or
3: having to think about this at all. So don't, <laughs> I just don't. So yeah. Is that true though? Do you really never like think about these ideas of like, even just the idea of like good and evil, right and wrong, that kind of thing. Like some morality comes into play here as much as religion with these types mm. of questions. So mm. Yeah, I you think are about are responsible as a human being to have some of these thoughts.
2: I think because of my upbringing, I think about like evil and like what like p- consequences of people's actions given their upbringing, right? So if you like Lauren does um um death penalty work where she defends people that are uh uh accused of capital crimes and a lot of what they do is mitigation, like how horrible of a life these people had, humanizing them. Um not to explain what they did at all, like, but just to, like, give perspective of how they're a human being, things like that. So, like, I um, I do think about that. Like, what – and there's some stories that I've heard um, of other attorneys that have also handled capital cases. Not Lauren's because I, I, I never – she never really tells me much. But other attorneys that I've talked to and then Googled their case and be like, oh, yeah, no, 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 he's – That's, and it's always a he, by the way. (laughs) Well, Well. always a he. Well, um, but yeah, I don't, I think about, yeah, evil and good all the time, for sure.
0: But so maybe to answer
2: Joe's question, I don't think about any of that
0: other stuff, though. Never. Okay. Okay. Steve, do, do, people in your congregation or even outside of your congregation, just, just people in, you know, you've met along the way, have, you know, have they brought these things to you before? You know what I mean?
1: Sure. You know, I think everybody, uh, I think you, in life in general, just the events of life, you're, you're constantly dealing with um, the the difficulties that are around. And so there are, you know, whether it's you take a, a starting stop just in basic ethics or in philosophy or in religion or whatever we're asking us questions, because I think there's an existential Crisis we all face sooner or later, wondering these deeper things and wondering what else is beyond ourselves. I think we're all aware enough that there's something beyond my own personal experience in and of itself. We don't do life in a vacuum, so there's constantly questions that we're asking, and ultimately that is what faith and what religion is seeking to answer. But it's it's not isolated to religion either. Like I said, there's plenty, uh, there's enough evidence that people throughout history have come up with different codes and laws and rules that they realize that there is some there's deeper truth there that's worth exploring
3: yeah and mentioning that history i think is important because before any of the concepts that we even had like people were seeking some larger truth or some larger understanding of themselves or the world right and so it's almost a question of like is it coded in our dna or is it something we learn along the way like it's an interesting question
0: that is what I I, I want to press because that dude you said that better than I could have. But yes, so and because I wanted to kind of angle here too, the idea of evil—did that exist before humanity? You know what I mean? Like before humans were walking around, you know, "quote unquote" sinning, just to borrow terms, because I'm going to try and get whatever. Did did evil exist? You know what I mean? Like because Vance, that's even a question. Like we can all talk without a even a requirement of believing in God. The concept of evil—did evil happen before humans?
2: I think I, I should not take this one.
1: So I think that it's it's kind of tricky kind of where the starting point is here, because uh, uh, everything that we're going to answer here is going to take a human perspective. So a human perspective of of evil and fallenness or whatever. Again, these are going to be the terms I would use for it. Chaos would be a bigger issue, and so at the very beginning, in ancient religious texts, the concept of a primeval chaos of a an inky black void is going to be present no matter what. And that in every religious understanding, at least especially in the monotheistic religions of Islam, Judaism, and Christianity, the understanding is that you know God tamed it. Well, and not even just those, even any. Um, any story, the Enuma Elish or anything like that is going to talk about a deity that tames chaos, which is evil. So I think that that is part of just, I won't say everyone, but the majority of religious systems and ethical thoughts, that, that, that concept of, of taming chaos is something that we in our hearts recognize as well. And we see things are crazy around us, we know there's chaos, and that's why we ask existential questions, because where do we fit in and how do we tame the chaos?
3: Yeah, yeah, Joe. There's this. I remember reading about this at some point, but there's this idea of the absence of good as evil, essentially, right? Like the idea that, like, um, actually, there's this quote from Saint Augustine of Hippo. Look at me finding a quote in record time. So, for what is it that which we call evil but the absence of good? In the bodies of animals, diseases and wounds mean nothing but the absence of health. For when a cure is effected, that does not mean that the evils which were present, namely the diseases and wounds, go away from the body and dwell elsewhere. They altogether cease to exist. So this idea that, like, evil is just there until it's not, right?
0: Hmm. So, interesting. So evil isn't a force unto itself. It's simply the absence of good, I suppose.
3: At
0: least according to this guy. Yeah. No, yeah. According to, you know, according to your boy from, from Aleppo. I love that guy. Great town. Beautiful this time of year. But yeah, no, that's... I think
3: that's an interesting. <laughs> no, go into that, actually. Joe, tell us everything you know. I
0: spent a summer in Aleppo one time. One. Met a lovely couple. They took me in, made me some fry bread. It was delicious. And uh, shout out to Miguel and Anastasia in Aleppo. I don't know if they're Russians in North Africa. <laughs> <laughs> people travel bro people travel bro. Uh, yeah you know that's
2: <laughs> i mean grant is the king of kenya so that's like
0: true. let's story.
2: and he's like a redhead uh, yeah white dude so. american
0: from texas so yeah why yeah no. but yeah so so these these questions come up i mean everywhere like they, they come up all the time like even so much like questions like if you uh i once saw Stephen fry who, who it was I mean brilliant he's far more educated than myself obviously but he was uh he was conversing with a priest one time and the priest asked him if if because Stephen Fry is an atheist if Stephen Fry were to end up in heaven and god does exist what would you ask of god and I'll get to his answer later but just even that we pose these questions that way like Vance would you even be entertained with a, like a question like that would you have you ever thought of of a concept like that like what you know what if or do, do you just not even
2: care? if if there if, if there is the christian concept of God that freaks me out because that means I have an eternal supervising parent who never dies, never lets me grow up as their parent, keeps me under surveillance constantly 24 hours a day until I die, and then demands that I think and praise him. He's got rights on my body. He's got rights on my life. He's got rights on my decision-making. He's got rights on everything that I do. He owns me. He makes me. He supervises me. He knows my thoughts. He can convict me of those thoughts, by the way, thought crime. Uh, he can judge me for when I sleep about my dreams. He creates me sick, so that now and then also tells me that if I don't fix my sickness, I've got to die an eternal, painful death and torture him. And I've now made it to this this uh, this heaven that we've got here. Uh, I'd be like, yo, what the
3: hell is going? Oh. I'm not in hell, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but whoa, I don't know about this whole system. So, so you don't think about it, is what you're saying?
2: I, I, so I, not I don't, I, that is not something I want to entertain because that's scary to me
0: wow i
3: feel that's like a that's lot. a perverted uh viewpoint of god and the soul but i understand where you're coming from
0: maybe i would ask sincerely just as a, as to give steve a, a moment of pause to try and collect all of that <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh that i called that I, I basically i think i, I don't I know what... said that god is kim jong-il <laughs> but actually i think kim jong-il probably does think he is God, or thought he was God, so I think that kind of works in a little bit. Again, <laughs> yeah, I,
1: I, I, I think there's like he like said, I mean, again, I think that, that sort of that perspective is you know held by a lot of people there's no doubt i obviously I, clearly i disagree with that um, <laughs> oh, boy, get, get on record, anyone was wondering to, to progress in the conversation what's so important and i'm th- my big thing is i'm all about criticism christianity has plenty to criticize the church has plenty to criticize and i think even as you have these questions so yes about starting points joe humility has to be the starting point to realize that none of us have the answers and that's why we ask these questions And so to me, there's a huge difference between cynical criticism and constructive criticism. And, um, and I deal with this even a lot of times with people in the, in the faith uh, or people who are wrestling with faith who are deconstructing it, you know, they can quickly turn cynical. And the, the, one of the most cynical places you can be is at a religious seminary because deconstructionism is going on. Deconstructionism is a really good thing. Deconstructionism has to happen so that things can be rebuilt and, Put into uh, the vernacular of the culture. That's necessary and important. But again, it's a matter of keeping it constructive and understanding that you know the belief system that uh, that I that I I hold to be truth is not just something I pulled out of my butt or something that someone else said. Believe this. It's something that's built out of a heartfelt conviction and personal experience. So again, I'm all for constructive criticism. Uh, and not to say that, that the emotions that surround cynicism aren't validated either, but I'm just saying I think that, that it's important um, to to understand uh, that these questions are coming from a good place. So anyway, that wasn't – yeah.
2: Well, I, no. think E-E, I think the best way that you – I really like the way that you put it – I don't know which podcast this was, but you put it in that like the figure of Jesus is like what Christianity is about, and the ideals that he upholds is like, I'm down with that. Uh, I figure. You... I feel like that's a good way to. If you want to be good, just do that.
3: Like maybe imitate the perfect guy. Yeah, can, but <laughs> yeah. like you're never gonna hold up to that. Well, right?
2: like, sorry, hold... the guy. Well, the guy that. After 98,000 years, apparently God was like, uh, no, nah, I'm cool. And then sent down to a uh, okay. place in the uh, desert. Okay, <laughs> and that's going to fix it all. But what yeah. if
0: we don't dwell on the specifics though? What if, because, and this is where Steve and I will definitely disagree. I don't, and maybe not definitely, but Steve can just choose to disagree with me or not. I don't know that God is sitting up there watching you with all the intent of like an FBI probe. I don't think he's necessary. And to call it the him, Bible, bro. I, well,
2: <laughs> yeah, man. He knows your thoughts. He knows your thoughts. It literally says he knows your thoughts, and he says you, you shouldn't think bad thoughts. It's, it's in the Bible. It. it I,
1: think, I think here's the thing is that, again, there is no – Nope. It says you can't say
2: lustful thing. You can't think lustful things about your 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 neighbor's wife, right? But like it says that. that
0: these are not all punishable by death. Different- but I think that the, the
1: posture. to E's point. I think that the posture of God and the character of God, the immutable character of God, is that of of love embodied, which means that if He is looking Well, he is looking on, again, my my perspective. He's not looking on in judgment or in desiring that, but in benevolence, that's why he sent his son to die for us. It's a self-sacrificing act. So it's not like he's looking on seeking. He doesn't desire anybody to go to hell. Um, And I think the Bible, you know, there's no text, no text more realistic to the human condition than the Bible. There is nothing that speaks to, The dilemma that we all share of living in utter chaos and poor decision making and everything else in the Bible. There's nothing more honest. The Bible is honest from the front end on that. And that that is the story of God's salvation history and his love poured out that he is not some, you know, uh, uh, police state surveilling us in order to punish us. That, I think, is the lie that um, often is espoused. And I disagree with that really on firm
0: terms. The punishment is, is now, don't get me wrong, Vance. I get when, when I said punishment isn't death, your reaction was maybe I can see your face. The punishment isn't instant death, nor No, is, no
2: it's just a term.
3: Yeah,
0: oh yeah. Do you
3: think part of the feelings you're feeling, Vance, would be different if you did seek a personal relationship in some way, shape, or form? Like in the same way where, you know, if a parent and a child. Are estranged and they have a terrible relationship, everything that parent does for that child is going to be coded or viewed in a different way than if they had like a loving, caring relationship. So I'm curious if part of it you think would change if you were seeking that out or more open to it, or do you think it's just a flat universal, nah, not fam, not for me? I,
2: I, I don't think I'm comfortable with my parent knowing my sexual dreams and sexual desires i'm not comfortable with my parent watching me have sex with my wife i'm not
0: comfortable with my parent doing any of that it's not right it's not how kind of i was getting that but that's actually kind of what i was getting at i don't know and this is again like i, I don't always necessarily buy I, I don't base everything i do in my beliefs in god on the bible sorry steve sometimes i just kind of wing it <laughs> i don't think god's watching me what? <laughs> I just I just don't Get think off, God is watching me on the toilet. I just don't. I could be wrong about that. I just I don't think God would care of the amount of things that could also be going on right now that God could have his or her or its hands in. I don't think me doing whatever I'm doing in either my bedroom or a bathroom is even on his steve, way. steve said that i mean steve that's kind of what steve well, i point think was. steve and i just disagree on that point but yeah you don't have to look at it like that I it's think, just my only point there you yeah food, I, food, I, food, I think you steve's point here. was that,
2: that like he like i think steve's point was that like yeah you're you're completely right joe like god loves you and god sent his son to die for you and like nah he's cool with your pooping man like that's cool like he built your he the poop out of yeah. <laughs> <You
1: know? laughs> that's, that's a great point that is. The church has done a really poor job talking about sex. You know, the church has done a horrible job of explaining the purpose of human sexuality and that God created us, male and female created us, and His image He created us, and that the act of sex is a is a beautiful thing that God intended for our pleasure and He created it for our pleasure. So, I mean, I know that sounds in our human terms, oh, that's voyeuristic, but God, God is it finds joy in the fact that we are finding pleasure in that. Steve, I'm,
2: glad, I'm glad you can say that that actually no, that's, that's 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 not something that's like a it's an icky topic for a lot of people in your position so like it's cool that you can say that
0: i don't know if it's a lot of top people in your position steve or just a lot of people that were in the position of yours when we were maybe that's the, what it is the that's ones true. that we were surrounded with yeah. shied away from it so much that it really it muddied those waters terribly yeah
1: yeah i think that's that's factual i think that it wasn't yeah It was just one of those taboo things, and it needs to get talked about. Because, and that's where I think why Christians get such a bad rap, and and deservedly so in a lot of places, because we've done a really crappy job of putting our ideas out into the marketplace, you know, out into the forum, into the agora. Real bad salesman. What's that?
3: Real bad salesman. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you had
1: a
2: really good salesman, actually. Jesus is a great salesman. You just muddied it up after that,
0: I guess. No, it's not, yeah. You know, plenty of people have taken plenty of concepts and used them horribly. There's, yeah. You, oh,
2: you, so Joe, you wanna you address want that? 20 20. Because you
0: you wanna address that? At this point, uh, we've made it one paragraph through <laughs> my script that was six pages. Six pages, where we're now one paragraph through, so we're just gonna That
2: argument script. bothers me so much. Yes,
0: hit me, Vance, what do you got? I hate just, that I argument play. so much. I'm taking my glasses okay. off, I don't have to okay. read okay. them. Okay, it's whatever. the reason why, okay, doing?
2: when I was in law school, we learned about equal protection under the constitution, right? And the way that the Supreme Court analyzes it, and there's all these Supreme Court cases, and it's about like, all right, do you, the first step is, is the law on its face unfair? Okay? And then if it's not, is the law directed at disenfranchising or um, affecting certain minorities or religions or um, sexes? Um, and if it, if it doesn't pass those two tests, then it violates equal protection. But there's a third thing that needs to be, and I believe needs to be in like the analysis of this. And I'm gonna butcher this because this is like a long time ago. Um, but disparate effects. So right, so there, you can have a facially neutral law, right? Like um, you can't buy a certain thing, and it's facially neutral. It doesn't affect anyone on its face, and yet the effects of it, um, disparately affect a certain Age group, a certain um, protected class, like uh, race, religion. You follow me here?
0: Yeah. Well, basically, removing voting boxes. Neutral on space.
2: Well, that's that's definitely not that that would not pass, and that's not an equal protection. But yeah, but but you get the idea. Like spatially neutral, but in its effect, it has a really disparate effect on like the black community, right?
3: Like legally, it makes sense, but once applied, it's a problem.
2: It's a real big problem, and you can see it in the data. My argument always was, is that who cares about the neutrality of the law? All that matters are the effects. Like, it doesn't, why are we having this first conversation? Let's just talk about the effects. So, yeah, Joe, veganism could make somebody feed their kids, like, a, like, vegan diet and kill their kid. But how many examples can you bring that up in history? You can't. There's probably, like, some crazy people out there that you can't. Mm-hmm has resulted in the deaths and torture and rape of not rape of millions of people, but definitely the murder of millions of people on this planet. And so the effects are all that matters because everyone goes to communism. That's always the argument that I always used to hear like back when I was actually cared about this stuff. I don't care about it now. Everyone goes to communism. Well, communism. Yeah. Well, communism (laughs) was used in a certain place. And yeah, dude, it was, it definitely was. And like, and it definitely can be used as a system of control. It can be used as a system of government that can disenfranchise and murder millions of people. But religion has been doing it too, and you can't ignore it. And the fact, the reason why is because it basically, it takes over it, exactly what it does. It supervises your thoughts and it, it got us rights in your life, your body, your decision-making, your morals and things like that. And so it makes people do makes good people do bad things. And so this argument about oh, oh, other things can make people do bad things, that's true. But in the history of the human beings, religion has made most people uh, has made a lot, a lot, millions of good people do very bad things. So it's all about the effects. It's not about like the actual neutrality of the law because Jesus is great. Like I, the figure of Jesus is awesome. But when you look at the effects that religion has had, you can't argue with the fact that they have
1: good. my response to be I think the humans in general are bad you know I mean that's the bottom line is that it doesn't matter what governmental system you put in as whether it's a dictatorship in the Near East in 5000 BC without religion, whether it's an atheist state in China or Russia or the Soviet Union or whatever or North Korea or whether it's the you know uh, Constantinian Rome and uh, of course kind of this theocracy concept. What's the one common denominator? Because those all kill a lot of people. It's humans. And again, there is no text more honest to the fact that humans kill and cause pain than the Bible. What this offers is rather than a cynical, okay, we all suck kind of thing, to maybe there is a hope if it can play out over time right. And I think that what I would argue is that what religion does offer is a selfless way that has resulted in a lot of good now that's not to say that those other systems whether it's communism or whatever hasn't had some good too uh, it's just a matter of what jives and what really sticks and what what is past the test so i would not say that religion is the direct culprit there i think it's humans exercising religion that's the problem
0: humans exercising anything
1: yeah, that's right. Humans we stink, man. Yeah, we're bad. We have killed what I mean, we, what, what if humans
2: utilize more than religion to kill people?
0: Soccer rights.
3: There's been more soccer rights than
2: people murdered by religion. There have also
3: been more people who are religious throughout the history of the world than anything else, right? So like it makes sense that it would be
2: particularly so now way. we're talking about neutrality.
3: It doesn't and matter I, what the,
2: it, yeah. Can I ask no you no the no,
3: but the, but you're still implying then that religion on the whole is does more harm than good, right? It has done more harm than it's done good. Yes. I don't, I don't I disagree
1: I don't with that. Because I think that in general, built into human society, whether it's just basic tribalism, which we're inherently involved in, that in of itself, that cultural societal construct naturally alienates others and causes pain and division. It's built into who we are. I think religion tries to assign a remedy. And yes, sometimes there are Side effects that are extraordinarily negative. I'm not, and no one's going to argue that point with you,
2: Pam. Uh, E, if you can give me three examples of good that religion has done that outweigh the millions of people that were killed in the crusades, then sure, I'll go with you. Well, I mean, impossible. I think the
3: individual impact it has on people's lives, and I think that's where your problem is, is that religion is like an individual thing most of the time when applied correctly, right? And you can't really measure what an individual does day to day against the scale of what the crusades were, right? Like that's really hard to do. I
2: can if they're saying, I'm killing these people because God told me to. Then I can say – they're literally saying, I'm doing this because of God.
1: But, but I think – look at look at this – again, and he's on a good point here is that faith is it plays out in individuals working out in community. So you go look at plenty – no shortage of charity, no shortage of even work ethic, even basic motivations that lead towards the accumulation of wealth, to better other people that do those kind of things are based off of Judeo Christian values in this case, or in other parts of the world, you know, whether it's Islam or whether it's Hinduism or Buddhism, that there is a desire of an emptying of self and serving others. That is not naturally a part of a human intention. We are. Yeah inherently selfish.
3: Yeah. Advance, I'm curious how how you apply this to other things, right? So for instance, like this is like a perversion of black lives matter, right? It's like these few people rioted, so this whole thing is messed up.
2: I can't that does not in any way come close to even even touching the 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 vast ocean, which is the Crusades. Give me something that,
0: that, that, that compares to Crusades. is thousands of years old, and anything that we could compare it to would not be thousands of years old. So let me flip it this way. If tomorrow everyone was atheist, would murder stop? That's a good question for Ian. The answer is no. Come the on. answer is no. Fucking yeah, yeah. On. Uh, sorry for saying, what would
3: crusade? Would well, obviously, what's okay, stop. Yes, uh, There'd be all this other stuff. I don't
0: care Something what you would believe, fill that void is what, what I mean. you believe. In my opinion, what you believe in God does not change what you do in reality. Your leaders telling you to do things make you do things in reality, Who's the regardless of what and, and, well, it depends. And, and, it, Genghis Khan wasn't religious. He just told you to do it. or I'm going to fucking kill you. So they did because they were scared of death. But God is the religious but, people. But, say, but Joe, fine.
2: Joe, Joe. God is the. Ul- Steve would agree with this, and E would agree with this. God is the ultimate dictator. He, what he says goes, mm-hmm. dude. It doesn't matter what Genghis Khan tells you. If you're a Christian, well, it's what it doesn't word matter. It doesn't matter what God. It doesn't matter what anyone tells you.
1: It's what God tells you. All of these are about you know any of the decision making we have what happens is power, right? I mean, the human desire is for power and that's what systems are created that the governments are established for is for power. It's what you're attributing to God right now. He is all powerful. And so what I would argue is what's powerful about God is the fact that he chose powerlessness, that he gave up his power. That's the distinguishing part of God that we as humans cannot do on our own because, and that's where religion gets screwed up is where the concept of power Usurps the the emptying the self-emptying that religion calls for itself. So the power power plays into this, and that is why systems and systematic things are important, and why they're gospel issues.
2: Yeah, uh, that's a good point.
0: I just don't blame religion for it. I blame people. They're going to pervert anything. I think you're going to pervert. People have killed in the name of sports. People have killed in the name of so many I different think
3: they're things. They're both responsible. I get don't me, a, get me an Hundred percent like divorce. The way some people Hey, my guys. I will become a Christian if you can find okay. me.
0: I will let's literally stop. become a Christian. I don't Christian. want you to <laughs> give a shit if you're a Christian, bro. It doesn't mean anything to me.
3: <laughs> well, isn't that the goal of the podcast? Again, sorry, say, off the rails. Hey, ahead, hey, On America's number one liberal podcast, yeah, at this point, yeah. it's just
0: let's at this point, it's just ask an atheist with Vance. We're just gonna, that's, <laughs> the rest of this is just gonna be
3: <laughs> no, it's agnostic now. Remember,
0: yeah, 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 that's right. That's right.
2: Clearly. I, you know what <laughs> I am, I don't give a toot. There you go, Steve.
0: Nice. nice. <laughs> I just
2: don't give a toot about the, any of this anymore. But now, but now, I was like thinking about all the things. I, I was, think like,
0: you do care. I, I think you really do care, even if you're just no, disagreeing, dude. That's I that.
2: really actually don't. I do not look. I love Steve. Steve is and his. I can't even read is uh, what yeah, I would no, say no, right. about Steve. But <laughs> I think Steve is an awesome person. I think he's doing a lot of good in the world. And like, I'm not gonna like. I'm only doing this because Steve has known me for this long. Like, I would never go to someone on the street and try, to, and try to like tell them, you need to not believe in God because now, if they try to like take away Lauren's right to well, her own yeah. body, then yes, yeah, sure. But, like, even then, I will talk to you. Dude, I have a lot of friends that are Trump supporters and I will talk to them about it because it's like, dude, it's fine. Like, I, at this point in my life, I'm just like, it's, dude, just do what you're, just don't, just don't play with your toys. You can have your toys. Just don't, make me play with your toys and don't make my kids play with their toys. That's fine. Let
0: me, let me ask you one last question on last. We got plenty of time. Anyways. If <laughs> we, got, we got a long way to go and I don't know how I'm going to get, I got, I have like written down segments. I'm gonna I to believe to in you, them. Jeff. There's you no can do it, Joe. Way. There's no way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh man. So it, to, to attempt uh, in a, in a sense, to try and pull this back onto the rails. Uh, the reason that I want to try and start with the topic here, even though we've gone off the topic, but it doesn't matter. The other day, my mother was in town and we took my kids to the zoo. And we'd been there for a while. They fell asleep on the ride home, and I, I don't know about the rest of y'all, but when your kids fall asleep when you're driving with your mom, we should talking about God. anybody anybody else? <laughs> just just me. <laughs> I All
2: would right. love to talk about God. The-
0: we were talking. We were talking about a, a specific topic. It doesn't matter what the topic is, but I found myself in the moment, unironically saying, "Well, if God could fix it, then He would." Or God's not capable of it, and it, but my mom did not like hearing that. And in the moment I felt like it was right. I was like, no, that, that's, that's just logic. Like that is perfect logic. Either God can fix it or he can't fix it either. either and I keep saying he, but just go me. It doesn't matter. And you know, anybody listening, you know, what I believe that's not fair to say that either God can and chooses not to, or just can't. Those are not the only two options. I mean, there's a very th- clear third option, which is fixing. It would cause a greater harm. You know what I mean? Like the idea that, that, there could be a lot more at play than just, and this was not what we were talking about. But say, you know, like you know, say, like my kid ran out of candy. You know what I mean? Like it, it is, you know, his sister ate slower, and now he's all mad. If God just magically gave my son candy again, that doesn't actually help him. That ruins his worldview. You know what I mean? Like in the moment, he's crying because he wants more candy, but he does. You know, th- those types of things. That's an oversimplification. You know what I mean? Fixing a situation might not always be fixing a situation. And so is some of these, is the purpose behind some of these equivocations and, and, you know, overall these kind of theories that we're like, well, God's just not strong. Is it is it a way for humanity to attempt to get a handle on what is unhandleable, the idea that all knowing God, yada, yada. Is it a way for us to at least allow ourselves like a reprieve? You know what I mean? Like, I figured it out. You know what I mean? Like you, you get to fake justify it. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: I, I, again, from a, from a, from my theological standpoint, I think there's th- you know you're right the the two um, the binary choice there that God can or he can't the, that's not that he would or he can't right that's that I think that the third answer and what I would say is that God is in the process of fixing it hmm. so that's the other thing is that it's not yet done and theologically that's that's what the message of Christ is is that he came to establish a kingdom. And the word is that the kingdom of heaven is at hand, but it's not fully realized. There's a problem, but incrementally it's growing. And those are the parables Jesus says, that it starts off like a mustard seed, and it's growing incrementally. And, th- and this is where I would argue on on um, on, on the point that, you know, the Christ- that Christianity or whatever makes things worse. No, I think Christianity is doing more and has more opportunity to do good now than it ever has ever before. There's more people on this planet. There's more opportunity for good to happen. There's more opportunity. And I think you can see God's kingdom at work around us. And so the other thing, and I think to your point, we try to put God in a box and we try to make him exist on our temporal plane. And you can't do that. You know, he is the Alpha, the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. And so, you know, time for us in our human constructs you know, it's irrelevant to God. He, he operates on all planes and all dimensions. So the things that blow our minds, we can't even think about. You know, we can't understand all of the factors that are going in and how God is working when we can't see it. Because, again, our desire is to see something done right away. And I think that's what Romans eight twenty eight for God works all things together for those who he loves and called according to his purpose you know, is trying to say is that, listen, God's got this. And yeah, it might not be the answer that you want, but God's working on an eternal plane. And that's where we have to trust and act in faith out of that, that we, it's not just God doing it. We do have a role to play. Steve, is that the
2: same answer for the problem of evil too?
1: I mean, I think the problem of evil would be a little more complex, but the fact is, yes, I think that the gospel message is that Jesus is taking care of evil that he who began a good work will continue to the day of its completion so that it is a work in process and that we as Christians we as the faithful uh through his holy spirit are working to expand that kingdom.
2: Hmm. Hmm. Joe, what do you I'm curious with your concept of God, how much power does your like does he have the power to like make the candy like appear in rain and sand?
0: I I dude, I genuinely question that often it's it's one of my favorite and that and that's kind of the point of this episode a i really enjoy doing these loops does god have the power to give my son candy or not it's interesting and it's fun but it's overall fruitless Mm -hmm. who who cares you know what 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 changes and that's kind of what i'm trying to dig in or how i was trying to dig in like we just skipped three pages of stuff to try and get to this point but we're here now what does it matter it, it could because while I, I found while Steve was saying that Jesus is in the process of fixing evil, I found myself my my instant my douchebag nature. My I'm trying to not your advanced nature. My, <laughs> <laughs> I wish
2: I had it, a tw- I wish I had a Twitter handle for Steve's congregation so they could just all just send that. me hate tweets hey, at, at Steve's congregation <laughs> tweets a lot. I don't, I don't
0: know. Say, yeah, I'm I just just their tech savvy. I fear they're hip, man. I'm they're Back they're when they're I had hip. Facebook, I saw Steve's Facebook posts. They're tech savvy, but no, like I, I don't know that God does have that power, but. It doesn't matter. Spending time doing that, I think, is on purpose. I think we do that on purpose. So not as to actually dig in deeper to try to really understand what God might be, to try to really understand what we as, as just human beings and potentially God's creation, which I'm not even, you know, that doesn't matter. I'm not. Arguing that now, what we could be, I think it's better spent diving into deeper topics than you know. Can God microwave a burrito so hot he can't actually eat it? Like that's you know that's f- interesting to try and debate because it's fun, but it's it's pointless overall. Wait, I want to know gets, answer to that one. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Over overall, I think it's it's a waste of time. Wait. Well, I, think, I think that you're, I think
1: you're spot on, Joe, is that these tertiary topics of faith, you know, or even beyond tertiary, I mean, they're irrelevant at times. I mean, it's not like I don't want to I don't want to belittle people who are asking these questions, but it's a distraction from something deeper. For instance, I, and I'll, anecdotally, I can say that. So we host a, a warming shelter when it gets really cold here in our life center. So uh, uh, people who are experiencing homelessness or don't have utilities or whatever. They'll come in and they can spend the night and do all this stuff when it gets to a certain temperature anyway. So, you know, a lot of people who have, uh, again, not trying to do, be too stereotypical, but a lot of them have uh, mental d- disorders, they have emotional distress, they have a lot of baggage. And uh, inevitably, I'll sit down and I'll talk with them and just visiting, trying to you know, shooting the bull, just trying to get to know them a little bit. And then uh, they'll find out maybe I'm a pastor, and immediately they go to these big questions. And usually it's like something about revelation or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the only reason you're going there is because you really don't want to talk about yourself. You don't want to talk un- talk about your relationship with Christ or the, what's not a relationship with Christ. That they're a distraction to try to justify um, my own feelings towards something because I've been burned or hurt. That's traditionally been my experience uh, with that. So, yeah, I think that's why people are drawn to it. And it's you know Jesus speaks about this. He says, you know, there's going to be people that are going to argue, and what he says is don't throw pearls to pigs uh he says. you know there's there comes a season where don't waste your breath because you know the holy spirit has to work in these people and you can show my love and if you're showing it compelling they're going to do something about it but you're the point where you just dust your feet off and don't throw pearls to pigs and 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 choose wisely about how you can serve better
0: e i'm curious what's your fee? Yeah, Go
3: well i curious if maybe we don't recognize the role like our belief system plays in these simple questions that we ponder right like Mm -hmm. so this idea of can god make candy appear for my son who's out of candy right now like well one you could do that right but then your belief system is if i give him candy am i teaching him the wrong thing the right thing like how does my religion my belief system how i want to raise my child like that plays into your decision making and that is led by something or someone whether it's your own personal belief system or a higher power right so i i wonder if these hypothetical questions like if we don't totally recognize all the time like what actually impacts these weird decisions we're thinking about or what we would say in these hypothetical questions
0: yeah there's more layers there than just the question would say that's a good point that joe you could put the candy there and if i do if <laughs> if I God? Do, is that if god god controls all was that not god well, but I think
1: you answered your own question too there, which is, you know, like you said, if you put, he, that's really great. If, if uh, you put, if you put right. candy in their hand, then you wouldn't do it. Why would you think God would do it? Yeah. You know, because, well, okay, well, there's the question. He could, but why would he?
0: Hey, speaking of my son and getting candy in his hand. Hey <laughs> Hello. everybody, Hello. Say, hi. <gasps> Say hi. Yeah, you should. Yeah. be. <laughs> So now that you've all said candy, it's a perfect lead-in to this week's quiz, everybody. <laughs> oh, get excited. Get
1: excited. I'm just hoping that the lighting around has improved since Vance was in charge of it on our last podcast. Because-
0: Vance hasn't done a ton of segments since then. That kind uh, of uh, yeah, yeah,
1: I kind of watched that one, and it got a little out of hand. That's all <laughs> did it, Did it? Weird. I miss them. <laughs> I missed them. I cut to
2: I can't. I, yeah. I, can't I, I, need, I need to,
0: to bring too. those back. They right? are fun spontaneity. Um okay. <laughs> this nice. week's quiz, guys. Uh this week's quiz, the name of this week's quiz is recently of liberal leaning orientation show. Okay. <laughs> Describing us because we're now we're now
2: what a Terrible Roll it. Is Rolos, everybody. Oh. Rolos. The
0: candy, it's called Rolos. All right. This quiz is all about the candy Rolos, the rolled-style chocolates with caramel in the middle. Chocolate and caramel, you guys. We called it back.
3: unbelievable.
0: Forty nine <laughs> minutes, way off the rails. Later, I pulled it back. We're good. good, guys. Here we go. Question one: Did you know that I misspelled Rolo in the uh show title? Because yes, actually, I did. Did you?
2: I Is it R O L O? Right? It's
0: one L. I thought it was two L's for sure. Oh, man. I thought it. I seriously, like, I wrote this whole joke. I literally, like, I wrote the whole joke out. And wrote the whole liberal leaning orientation thing. Then googled Rolo and went. Well, keeping the title because I kind of already wrote it. <laughs> that's that's one of my favorite candies. Were you Googling it? I was surprised too, bro. <laughs> I didn't even know what title y'all were talking about. Did I?
3: <laughs> so every week – it's Googling to Rolos. As, as a big fan of the pod, Steve, you'll know that every week – Joe reads this nonsensical series of words, and the first letter of each word makes up the title of the quiz. And I get about three in there, and I'm like, I'm just going to uh, get tired after that because I'm tired. But
1: that's- now, for the record, I do listen once in a while. I don't have the time to watch every week. Yeah, Sorry, Joe, forget so you me. don't
3: get into the hour in where we have our quiz. Yeah,
1: Steve,
2: yeah. Steve, you have listened to a thousand percent more than I have. <laughs> Never <Yeah>. listened once.
0: <laughs> Never listened. You asked me three questions already this episode that I covered. Last episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So question one. Uh apparently only E knew that it was, or E and it was misspelled. Steve didn't even know what I'm talking about. Moving forward, question two. In what, in what country was Rolo first made?
2: Denmark. Switzerland.
0: Germany. Oh, England, guys. Ah. Dang. By the Macintosh. Macintosh Toffee Company in 1937. Question number three: You guys are both. Uh, That's you know, also maybe. an
2: ancient descendant of um,
0: of uh, Steve Jobs. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They, they were <laughs> they first. They were big. And and the first Macintosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. So speaking of Steve Jobs, he was alive in 96. Wait, speaking and- of
3: Blank Check, have you guys watched back <laughs> have you guys watched that movie back? It's he still
0: been Yeah, don't
3: about it. Joe or Vance, I my mom used to work in the summer at a house that was right next to the Blank Check house. Oh and
0: man. And I would yeah, check you know,
3: all the time. Steve,
0: Dang. you know where that house is. The person, we don't want to name her just because of whatever, but you know, you're that
3: It's I right her. there. I think, I think I'm pretty
0: sure that- she used to live by it. I think I know where it is too. Anyways, okay, go ahead, Joe. Yeah, yeah, I got you. <laughs> you got it. All right, Steve got it. Right, there go. <laughs> the quiz. In 1996, a popular Rolo ad featuring a specific animal won the Cannes Advertising Film Festival. Not not as good as Cannes Film Festival, but you know what I mean. What animal was this advertisement featuring? Kangaroo. Nope. Damn.
2: That was Cannes. <laughs> you know. were so. Well, for oh, sure. Can, con. Kangaroo. I yeah. <laughs> don't think Australians be like biased.
0: Nah, they got it. <laughs>
3: uh, Zebra? I don't know.
0: Let's go mouse. Mm, elephant, guys. Oh, no, I right right. So I Googled it because I had to figure out like, what is what. All right. So I Googled it. All right. and, and The description uh, that I found just in this article, how I even found the stuff. But the description in the article I was reading said, quote, An elephant gets fooled by a young child. Then decides later to take revenge. End quote. Whoa! They never forget. Super never ominous. Forget. No, no. <laughs> so and so that's what I read. So I googled it in the commercial. I, I, I watched it it's like twenty six seconds. It's a six year old boy teasing an elephant in a cage with Rolos, but then never giving it any. You know what I mean? And then it cuts to twenty years later, a man that's wearing the exact same sweater as the child was. So like, <laughs> you get it. It's him. Uh, I, he's watching a parade by himself, which is super creepy. An adult man at a parade by himself. Not a good look. But anyways, an elephant walks by and punches him in the face with his trunk. And then it says, bye, Rolos. Like, that's, I like that. That's, I, <laughs> I miss the 90s. Yeah. It's beautiful. Beautiful thing. Uh, Fun fact, Rolos first came to the United States in 1956. So you get it. I,
2: I feel like E should get credit for that because the mouse is like the thing the elephant is most scared of. Mm-hmm.
0: Two no, shades. It's at least tied in. I was going to give Steve more points because at least a zebra is in a zoo and like in Africa too. Mm. Oh, you yeah, nail it. Yeah, yeah, got it. So that uh, that that veers ne- like perfectly into this next question that I have. Does it is good possible without evil? You guys feel like elephants and like also like, uh, no, you guys, Let's break this down.
2: We're making Steve work when he doesn't boy, have to work. Know,
0: Steve. I'm so <laughs> like
2: tough. he's gotta answer these questions all the time, and he comes on a podcast to to, to like wind down. I bet and he's you
0: having he's this a, atheist guy like trash it,
3: Christian. Yeah.
0: I, I bet you he's guy. never seen
3: Some dude's describing commercials from the '90s about Rollo <laughs> the elephant. He's like reading and descriptions like, of
2: them. Please, <laughs> I, I know you worked really hard today, but why don't you work a little bit more? <laughs> Tell me about the problem of evil.
1: <laughs> I, said, I was just enjoying the candy factories. <laughs> yeah, you welcome. That's why I come to this man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, let's uh, wait. Let's
2: go. Let's go through. Um, you know, what I want to introduce. I want to introduce a topic. <laughs> let's, let's go through historic figures and let's go, good or evil.
0: Was he good, or evil, or corrupted? Evil? Okay,
2: Anakin, Anakin Skywalker.
0: Oh, so by historical figures, you mean fictional?
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Joe, <laughs> galaxy, <laughs> far, far away, yeah, long, a long, long time, long time ago. ago. <laughs> you don't know that it didn't exist. <laughs> yeah. All right, hey, here's on, a real on. question. Oh no, go here's ahead. No, thing, ahead.
1: Here's the thing: if you play that game, I think it's a matter of perspective, and it's a matter of because the bottom line is. Because this is a trick question, every answer, with the exception of Jesus, is they're evil. Ooh!
3: It's not that they're corrupted. Well, evil?
1: what's the difference? Yeah. Technically, they're both right. Essentially, yes, but corruption of any evil makes you evil until redemption
0: happens. That's correct. So Absolutely. sin of themselves evil. But children are not. No one is born evil, but life corrupts. Or do? You, or, or am I, I, I wrong? Or is original sin or yeah? Yeah, they're they're evil.
3: But kids Young. go to heaven.
0: They, 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 yeah, the younglings are evil. <laughs> I think. The, had younglings, to the younglings had it coming, <laughs> son. Yeah, you beat me. You beat me. It's it's me. It gets... <laughs> Steve, <laughs> I don't know how we possibly bounce back and forth from reality to Star Wars, but <laughs> Star Wars, Star Wars, Vance kinda, I aren't having
2: a problem. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> but no, the idea of original sin, that's not evil, because I mean children that die, you know, age three days still go to heaven.
1: Well, and to be clear, original sin is not an overall Protestant or universal Christian concept. It is a it's a Catholic construct. So I mean, which is the logic of a, large, a denomination, but original sin in of itself is not a not an orthodox evangelical Christian or Protestant Christian um, doctrine.
0: So not even speaking as a, as a pastor right now, you don't believe in original sin, just, just you as Steve.
1: I believe that we we are born into a sin corrupt world and that we, we do sin. So, but I think that there is an age of innocence and an age of accountability in which God's justice works out where, you know, I think that here's the thing. I, I don't think you can be a Christian. And not be a hopeful universalist at some part in your being. You know, I, I don't think, e- even your most, I mean, and I, you know, again, I, I'm an evangelical um, in, in the positive sense, not in the political sense, but a Billy Graham evangelical. I desire to see everybody come to a saving faith in Jesus Christ. Um, and so I do believe that there's a choice that we have to make. But my hope is, my prayer is, what I would love to see is that at the end of things, when everybody's standing before the white throne, um, that God says, hey, listen, my love's great enough. All of you guys, come on in. I think that you cannot be a Christian and not hope that to be real. We're all optimistic that that would be the case.
3: I like that. 100%. That is like, yeah, I don't know why or how that gets lost is an interesting question. I like
1: right?
2: that. Like,
3: what, what, where do we think that kind of message or thought process gets lost? If One, do you think it's universally shared?
1: What's that? The hopeful opt- or optimistic? Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah.
1: yeah. Um, I know, I, I don't think, because I think that tribalism seeps, seeps into it. That's probably fair. And now, but I, what I want to be really clear about is that I absolutely believe that there is a privilege that comes with citizenship in the kingdom of heaven, and there is absolutely responsibility that comes with that. And so I don't believe that, you know, I, I think that, you know, what's, just is not always, what's fair is not always equal, what's equal is not always fair. That's true. You know, someone on the deathbed could make that choice. Um, but... Uh, you know, I, I think that um, you know, I, I just don't think that it's congruent with uh, benevolent love uh, for me to want anybody to go to hell.
2: Yeah, uh, okay. Steve. When you say tribalism, are you talking about like different denominations, or what does that mean?
1: I think just in general, I think that that um, I, I think tribalism is universal. That even even in the constructs that we create in religion and philosophy and, and tribal ideals that no matter what tribalism comes in and inherently it's part of the human condition that we have an us versus them mentality. And so I think that often that's where it's, whether it's, it becomes a self-serving desire to gloat over somebody else's demise.
3: Yeah, that's mm-hmm. fair. And I think you just talked about the responsibility. Right? Like everywhere. That, and that's true of every group you're a part of, right? Like no matter what group it is, if it's family, if it's church. Yeah. It's- yeah. Even within the, even within the tribe, they're shattered. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you you have and that average. that inc- that is everywhere. That's with like
2: it, you know all all the, all the all.
1: yeah
2: yeah all the bl- blood drinking the blood drinking satanists that I hang out with. Like there is <laughs> 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 there are there are but that that is true. Like it's it's funny that that happens because I see it happen because I'm super liberal, right? and well, we don't do this politics, but whatever. I'm super liberal, but like some of my liberal friends can get so politically correct with things and it's like so fractured in that sense of like they have these insane ideas and i'm like guys what are you talking about
1: was it a uh, liberally liberal like, well
2: yeah. yeah like okay i was talking to my friends and they were okay with the um kevin hart uh not hosting the oscars because of his comments about like his funny twit tweets like eight <laughs> years ago yeah, right. yeah and they were okay with that and i was like guys seriously like
3: do so you're you more talking to... about cancel culture
2: i'm talking about like what steve is saying is like there is a sense of tribalism in every and i man steve now you're gonna have me thinking all night man because it's true there's a man college football yeah. the oh, ultimate Lord, yeah. the all... ultimate all sports.
1: sports this is not a segue to talk about your aggies keep going <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, speaking of religions, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> you,
3: you say know you're not religious. not If for a-
2: if you told me to throw myself off a cliff and it would guarantee AM national championship, I would throw myself off a cliff so fast.
3: Don't <laughs> tell Jimbo. <laughs>
0: Steve, so that's what I'm saying, man. All of these, like this conundrum kind of stuff. Why is it that God makes the Aggies good and Baylor terrible at football, Steve? Oh, if God's so powerful, Steve, where's the <laughs> Baylor football team? Paul. <laughs> God's still working. <laughs> God's been working on us for a long time.
3: Yeah, and he's threw in a little sexual assault in there as well. <laughs> I would have bet hard money that Vance was going to bring that up. Of <laughs> dude, it, it, it's with. the lowest hanging fruit that you could possibly do
1: Manziel. is that such to say in response? Yeah, Manziel's awesome. We got, you we got, at I did it as an. At least
0: I, I, did it as an adult. Oh,
2: going, Bring on, on, I, I, on! I embrace his
0: douchebaggery and how terrible <laughs> of a person he is. I love it. Bring at least it on. He's an adult and he didn't hurt anybody. Whatever. <laughs> 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 What's crazy is that Steve. I actually have written down. If you could choose to let everybody into heaven, would you? Like, that's bizarre that I actually like so many of these questions that I've had. Like asking, like I wanted to ask you guys, we've kind of touched, but here's one that I wasn't even going to ask you until uh, Ian and I did an episode last week with, uh, with a girl who believes in uh, reincarnation. Do you believe that every soul is new? You know what I mean? Like every child born, is that a new soul? Or could there be any form of, re- Steve, could there be any form of reincarnation? No, every everything is new.
1: I'm at, do you believe is, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Every human soul, correct. I, I believe this new. Is yes, interesting. Or, yeah, it's
0: created. I, I've I've just personally never given reincarnation much thought until literally last episode when I started just kind of like roll over whatever. Like it's an interesting thought. I've always been of that same belief as well. Vance, do do you do, <laughs> do there, I you think
2: that a person can come back as a bird? No, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> and if you do,
0: I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> Carissa, I, I love you, man. I want you back on. I like you, too. I want you, I like you to. I, I
2: want you, va- you don't even know who Chrissy is. I, if she believes no in incarnation, that's badass. Because, you know, I wish that's another one. God, I wish I believed in the reincarnation. incarnation. It would be so awesome to come back as a bird. I can fly around, man. I can experience going up above clouds and just like flying there and being like just one with nature, man. That would be so awesome. I'd be a dog. Yeah, even by a bigger
1: bird.
0: I'd be the biggest bird, Steve. Duh. <laughs> yeah,
3: he'd be one of those eagles attacking mountain goats.
0: Sorry, you're yeah. enough. How did you say that? Okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be a 28 foot falcon flying through the And hey, you
2: know what? If I was a smaller bird, like a dove or something, I'd just be a smart, smart dove.
0: Just duck diving. Right
2: <laughs> or I'd just be a pigeon and sit there and make people feed me at the park. That sounds like a great life, too. Free handouts for the rest of your life, and you just go and just.
3: You I gotta think you're probably dodge a in the experience of being a
0: that bird. That
3: sounds awful. That's <laughs> a,
0: I, can I can eat trash on New York Street. That sounds great, guys. It's
2: not. Hey, I mean, conscious trash predator man.
0: House cats can mess me up, man. Let's be a bird. <laughs> All right, so then here's where it's kind of going. That the when you you know when when, when a soul goes to heaven, uh, Stephen, in, in your mind, is that not a form of of this is, I'm forcing it, I admit, but is that reincarnating in heaven or is there just like literally like, you know, like a bridge of sorts? There's not, there's never a moment where you're not, I guess is what I'm asking. Like, this is horrible, but just go with me. If you were, you know, whatever day you die in 75 years when you're 110, math's off. Actually, I might be right. Anyways, uh, you're 110, you, you, you have great, great grandchildren, you've done everything you want to do. The moment you die, is there any moment where you don't exist or are you immediately in heaven?
1: I think that your soul by, by what scripture says i mean there's some debate i mean i guess it's a tertiary thing i think that your soul will get to heaven but I, I i look what jesus says to the thief on the cross today you'll be with me in paradise so i think that there is absolutely a a peace and a heavenly realm i think that the new heavenly bodies um i i don't know i think that happens later on down the road i'm not sure exactly you know where that happens and and
0: I think there's too much debate to say definitively, but what I do know
1: is that there is a, an eternal peace that is given
0: immediately. Yes. Hmm. Interesting, because the more I kept thinking about it, I was like it, it in, in a crude and a rudimentary form, like that is kind of reincarnation. You are brought back in a sense to a different realm. I mean, I guess maybe then it's not reincarnation. Uh, could, no, uh, and, it's just your soul, right? Just yeah, going up re, is reincarnation only like you got to stay in the same spot? Is that what, I guess. That's, yeah, Chris, Chris, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm well, Here's the difference. So
1: reincarnation, like reincarnation is rooted in pantheism, which is
0: the that there's spirit in everything,
1: right? So there's mana, there's life in different different creatures, whatever, and so those things repeat and then come back in different forms. So it, that's why that's you know in, in common um, animat, animist and different kind of you know spiritualism that exists for uh, monotheistic. For the three monotheistic religions that's just not that's not relevant because only humans have souls.
3: Is there a difference between a soul and a spirit within a monotheistic religion?
1: Yes
2: Do Christians believe in ghosts?
1: I think that that I believe in a spiritual realm. I believe that there's maybe some impressions or spiritual things I don't understand.
0: Do we have that discussion? I think we had that before. Is I think- might been- yeah because I, I think that's what led me to asking you about aliens and you stunned me that you said that there could be yeah,
2: yeah sure oh uh, we talked about ghosts. okay yeah,
0: yeah. yeah ghosts aliens Sasquatch
2: how about Sasquatch I think I was drinking a lot more on that podcast this is only my yeah, my, man, second, man, my second my
0: second drink man, every episode we've done we've become slowly more sober yeah except yeah, I wanted it a few weeks back you know what I mean moving on um okay. Steve, I'm only asking you this because I text you and you said it's okay because I would have never thought otherwise. In theory, you live in a place where certain plants are completely legal to apprehend and do with what you want. Whilst, whilst doing said things, you feel, or at least in the moment you think you feel, closer to God or a part of God's world, or you see the beauty in the natural world that God describes you know in more vivid color, any of those things, do you give any credence to that? Or is that something that can be brushed off as just, you know, you, you were on a drug and that's fine either way. I'm curious, your point of view.
1: No, I think that, you know, God created everything in, in creation, obviously. And so obviously these plants were created with these narcotic effects and different things. Now, I think the question is, no, I do not. No, let me say this way: I, I do not question whether or not there is some heightened spirituality that comes out of those things, or there's an experience that comes from those things. Clearly, they do. I think there's a. It's complicated about what those things are and what you believe out of those things, and it, you know whether it's a peyote, um, you know, uh, uh, what are those called? The the walks where they go out, you know. All yeah. that. Spirit walk. Spirit walk, I guess the word. Um, you know, whether or not you take credence with that, I don't know. I think from a Judeo-Christian, well, not even, yeah, I guess a Judeo-Christian, but from my theology, from Christian theology, I don't think it's beneficial to um, to do that. In the same way that drunkenness and those kind of things are not the best, because I think they leave you susceptible to a spiritual realm and towards the revelation of spiritual things that are, Um, harmful, or can be harmful. I
2: I remember, Joe, back when I was like, um, back when I was a Christian, I was thinking about this kind of stuff. My, And I was more towards, like, I leaned more towards, like, Calvinistic views. Um, Not so much of predetermination, but more like I liked the idea that as long as you're in it for God, it's cool, right? As long as the... Like, if you're smoking weed, right? As long as, like, if there's a way, and I don't know if then arguably, I think arguably you probably maybe can't do this, but if there's a way that your focus should always be on God, right? Always should be on God and everything that you do and everything that you say, it should be on glorifying him. And when you supplant that and it becomes about the weed or about the drugs or about the mm. the, the alcohol, then then it's bad. But if you're doing it in fellowship with others and it's about and you're celebrating God and you're celebrating like what he's given you, it's okay. As long as it doesn't become about, I want the high or I want the drunkenness or I want that. That's always how I like interpreted it. Cause I struggle with it because like when I got to college and I was still Christian, I was like, people were drinking and stuff like that. And I was like, well, I can't do this cause I'm breaking the law. But then I was like, look, I don't think God's going to be like super mad at me for like having a couple beers around, my Christian friends and us just like fellowshipping together. Look at me, looking all this, I'm using all this Christian lingo and go right back in it, man. Um, oh, yeah. And like and us, like talking together, like I don't, as long as it's, as long as I'm not glorifying the substance itself, I always found it.
1: Okay. Yeah. I think that's, and that's where I don't know enough. Cause you know, and you know, I never, I've never done, I've never done drugs, recreational drugs before. So I don't know exactly where it moves you over into a high that is you're out of control because I think there's definitely a case for for medicinal purposes for anxiety for medicating anxiety and those kind of things that you know obviously people drink people do whatever I drink coffee like crazy I take caffeine to stay up you know and again it's a matter of moderation and a moderate matter matter of, of of it's a heart issue um, and again I think there are certain lines that you have to know for yourself to keep yourself prepared and sober to be able to act on behalf of God's kingdom. So, you know, is there anything wrong with having a cigar? No, there's nothing wrong with having a cigar as long as, you know, you're not giving yourself lung cancer and you're not worshiping it. Like Dan said, same way, like, you know, smoking weed or something like that. Again, I I've really foreign to me, uh, but there might be a, a place and a purpose for medication or something else or for or relaxation um, where it's, if it's not compromising your ability to be ready to act. I think that's a big thing to me.
3: Yeah, Joe, you, I feel like you're sort of getting at the idea that these things could be used as a tool, right? Like as a tool to connect spiritually with God. And I kind of struggle with that idea that using a tool like that could be as useful for your relationship or as good as just whatever natural thing you would do outside of these Yeah. Again, these heightened things you get from your senses or whatever because of the substance you took. Like I don't. I think equating them is a little. I don't. Dangerous isn't the right word. It's just not the same experience.
1: Well, and and, and again, from a biblical standpoint, what I'll point to is so you know Saul goes to the witch of Endor and he summons the spirit of Samuel and there's a lot of questions, speculation. Okay, is this a ghost? It's a spirit? Is it a fake spirit? What is it? And it's really nebulous. You don't really know, but it leaves Saul in a worse state. And what the real lesson is, is that he was seeking out something that God had already poured his spirit out on him. God already revealed himself. Why was uh. Saul doing all of this stuff when God already revealed himself? And so what I argue be is you don't need to have these other things to induce a revelation of God because God's already revealed himself in Christ. So there's no reason to take those extra steps because the, we've been given the Holy Spirit even to have these. This was worship as, like,
3: as a tool for this thing. Tool, yeah. They're not required. Yeah. However, you use them outside of this thing, it's probably on you, right? But like, you don't need them to have this experience with this person.
2: Man, this deity, witch of Endor. That what a name that I've not never only, heard Yeah, and only does Star
1: Wars under
2: here. Yeah, Star Wars, and it kind of sounds Lord of the Ringsy.
0: I was thinking Lord of the Rings way more. Man, Fires of Endor. I gotta read about this. First Samuel. Here we go. There's something you said that I really enjoyed. uh, That you would be worried that it might open yourself up to the spirit realm, and you might be uh, influenced by uh, other. I mean, it's kind of what I think. Where you go, you might leave yourself more susceptible to negative influences. What would those negative influences be? What were you alluding to? If if I am perceiving what you were saying there, what were you alluding to?
1: I mean, I think again from a Christian perspective, talking about good and evil, Uh, there is evil and there is evil spirits. I think there is absolutely demons, and I think that demonic possession, although we don't talk about it that much, I think it absolutely exists, and I think that the spirit opening up spiritual doors through occultic practices or through drunkenness or or drugs can leave you susceptible to uh those kind of attacks and certainly that kind of lo- a loss of peace and, and you know i think first john he talks about test the spirits right so he says test the spirits and i and I, i'm not i'm not going to dismiss that that's not not testing uh you know don't do anything that's going to uh, put you in those positions or, or even saying that uh uh, Psychedelic inducing alcohol or drugs could not lead to the same things. So I, I think that's real. I, I think you can deny it.
2: Steve, if you can talk about it, because I don't know if there's like a, there's probably a confidentiality here, but like, have you encountered personally, like in your congregation or like through like your pastorship, demons or anything like that?
1: I think I've had encounters with people that uh, were under demonic influence. There was a drug dealer when I lived in Cranfield's Gap, he was kind of the premier guy. And I was counseling with him, um, and I was talking with him, and he was making some really bad – he was making bad decisions in life to begin with, but he was trying to get involved with one of my youth. And uh, so I, I called him in. Uh, it, was, it was after a football game. I said, hey, come, we got to talk because I'm really worried about you, man. And I'll never forget, I, I had another guy with me who was a pretty big guy because this guy was a little unpredictable. And as I was counseling with him. Um, I said something to him, and all of a sudden his face just changed dramatically. And he looked at me and said, "You don't want to do this." I mean, his voice changed. It was a freaky moment. At that moment, his mom—his mom—he was probably in his mid twenties—and his mom uh, found out he was there, so she came and kind of busted in and said, "He's leaving. He's leaving right now." But it was a—it uh, was a uh, pretty intense
0: moment. Um, in that moment, do you think it was a personal psychosis, or that there was an actual something yeah. speaking through him? I mean, I, and that's where I want to be so careful. I think yeah, you're not a doctor. I'm not trying to press you on. So yeah. Easy. yeah,
1: And if you don't like, yeah,
0: well, yeah no, obviously you can I, pass. I think, again, I think absolutely. Again,
1: I believe in psychology. I believe in uh, the DSM and, and those the disorders that are legit and realistic. And absolutely. There's so many factors, chemical imbalances, you know, traumas in the past, all those things you can't ignore. But I also cannot ignore the reality of of a spiritual realm and demonic possession, and sort of those things that have there. So I can't say for sure that it wasn't, but I can tell you I've dealt with a lot of people who are, you know, struggle with um, whether it's bipolar or, or extreme uh, schizophrenia and things like that. And it, this was different.
3: And there's no saying that they don't work in confluence with each other. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. 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 And I'm not I don't have to see demon behind every door. Trust me. it's not me, but what do you do about it? Well, what about demonic position Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that there's there be gone. <laughs> <Got> back, <you laughs> no, savior. I like
2: because I- Steve, like, I know, like, we haven't really like specifically talked about this, but like, I know that you believe in what you're doing, and I know that when you say that you talk to a lot of people, I know you've talk you've talked to a lot of <laughs> people, and so like, if you've seen that, I was just, like wondering like, what? Yeah, like, what do you do? About well,
1: that so, so from a Christian perspective, one of the things first is to know as a believer, once you have once you're sealed by the power of the Holy Spirit, no spirits can bother you. No spirits can possess you. So I know I'm safe. And so at that point, being with somebody who's going through that, you know, it just kind of depends on everything else. You can pray, you can bind you can, you, you can call on the name of Jesus and you can say, I bind this in the name of Jesus, and by goodness, it's going to work. And uh, at least open up the opportunity, but there is a matter of you know uh, of divine uh, deliverance that has to occur in those situations, and the person has to be a willing party for that to happen. So uh, again, I'm not out exercising Linda Blair over here, but
0: (laughs) (laughs) I, I love that conviction. In your own belief, the way you just said, and I'm not going to to quote what you just said, but now that I have the Holy Spirit, no evil spirits can bind me, whatever it was you just said, A, that you said, you know, what you said makes sense, but the way you said it, the, the concrete resolution, like the, your true belief resonates in a way that I don't, and A, I don't sit down and talk with pastors this often, but the ones that I have listened to and whatnot, it, it, it is a rarity. So genuinely, man, thank you for even coming on here and letting us just spout nonsense at you, bro, because (laughs) it's awesome. But it is. It's real in the same way that even last week with Carissa, like some of the things she said, I don't necessarily 100% agree with. And Steve, obviously, we both know that we don't 100% agree on everything either. But even with her and with you, I, I can feel that you mean what you just said
3: there's real conviction in.
0: yes and that's all that matters that's all that matters like that's that's why i enjoy these things getting to know more people and just having people talk about it. because everybody deep down they, they're not that far off you want a belief that gives you strength and faith and 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 positivity and it seems that yours clearly does which Joe, is awesome.
2: can we do a episode on like demons and ghosts and stuff because oh, i really yeah. want to talk about that i would love to that'd be fun that's i'm into that yeah, I don't know
0: I'm any ghost hunters. That. So that's funny. <laughs> All
3: the research Vance is gonna do for it. I, can't no, no, I, I
2: No, no, It just fascinates me. I won't do any research because I just want to learn. I won't do it, any like, research. Fascinates me because, like, uh, yeah, it's so interesting to me.
1: I'm with Absolutely. you guys. Did you change my name for you too? By the way.
2: Oh, yeah. There you go. So <laughs> 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 big bird, oh, world's biggest reincarnated uh, bird. That is. And, bird. and Steve, you had a um, harrowing. Um, uh, experience uh, in high school that we were a part of that we made you sit in the field house uh, by your are we like we like
1: came in scared oh, you. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what, yeah what Jonathan Spencer on now as a, as a guest Jonathan and Steven
0: Spencer oh, I'd love <laughs> to have him on shout out how you been dude
1: we got to go through the whole crew.
0: Yeah, literally. I, this has just become like the Hyde Park surprise hour. Just to see who shows up every week. But dude, Steve, seriously, man, thank you for coming on brother. This, I, I have enjoyed this as much as I've enjoyed the last one and any other one, man. This has been great.
1: Right, thanks for having me, Joe. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate getting to hang out with, with all you guys. Uh, it's a great time. So man, uh, love the dude. fun conversations and I, I have, I've enjoyed listening to them. and it's neat to see where people arrive and what their perspective is and, I think to, to Vance's point, the one thing that we all have is, you know, we have a love for each other and that we have an interest in each other. And that I think this proves I hope I hope it proves to people or at least it's a model for people. You don't have to be a jerk to hold deep convictions
0: mm-hmm. and that you along, And, and yeah, that's important. <laughs> Well, good stuff, y'all. I don't think any any other podcast is talking about Jesus simultaneously with Rolo. So I think we're, <laughs> I think we're breaking new ground here, everybody. <laughs> if you've made it this far into this, at everything is in seven, tweet me. Maureen, I love you. Thank you for tweeting. I'm so sorry. It took me three weeks to respond to you. Thank you for listening, everybody. Maureen, like don't